Welcome to the Pursuit Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. We believe in being real about what the Bible says, simple in how we convey it, and intentional in how we pursue Him. Hey guys, thanks for uh, taking the time out of your Sunday to tune in and see what's going on at First Baptist Church. And as you can see, there's no one else here, and you've got me this week. And we just uh, hope that Dr. Bush, who's on his vacation, will take the time and the, uh, the rest that he needs and just uh, have, have just the time of his life. We hope so. So this is going to be uh, this is going to be different. Talking to a camera, there's no one out here like we can like we can see. So this is different, but this is how church is going to be for a little while. And the cool thing about even when it comes to worship, and it's the first thing that comes to my mind is when we worship. I think of singing, but, you know, worship doesn't have to do with just singing. It has to do with what's going on in our hearts and how we relate to God. And there's stuff like that that we can still worship. We can still have church and be the church, even if we're not meeting. So you've got a substitute. You got me this week. And um, if you don't know who I am, I'm Chase Haney. And I got the privilege of uh, growing up in this church. And now I'm off at seminary at Baylor University. And I just find it a privilege and an honor, honor to be able to serve the church and in this way, and I know things are crazy, and I know that things are different, but uh, I know if you're like our family, you've had a lot of time at home, and the way that our family works is that we've got a lot of projects, we just don't always have a lot of time, and right now we've had a lot, a lot of time and a lot of manpower to get a lot of these projects done, and one thing that we've gotten to do, which is not so fun, is that last summer we went and put down floors, this new flooring on top of our old floors, and we were told that this works, and so we put it down, and the flooring looked really, really nice for about a month. And yeah, that kind of stinks, cause, because I, I left my parents to go to school, and it wasn't long, and those floors were kind of acting up. And what had happened is the, the original flooring to the house had buckled, and it would shift, and it would crack the new flooring that's on top as the original would start to buckle. The top, the new flooring would start to break, and... That obviously is a problem, and what we got to pre- what we got to do this time is we got to go and take up all the flooring. So we had to try to preserve the new floors that we had taken that we put down, and then the original flooring we had to take that up and throw it away. So there was this long process of doing all this, but I think we can relate to that as Christians. That if we don't have, if we're not rooted on something that is firm, because when we put down the new flooring down on the concrete slab of the house, it was so much more firm, and the it looks better, it walks better, the floor operates how it's supposed to. And us as Christians, if we're not, if we're not founded in Jesus, if we're not rooted in Him. It's not going to take much to get us to where we crack and where we start to mess up and we give in to the chaos and the temptations and the struggles of this world. And I think if you just turn on the TV just for around a minute, you can see how crazy this world is. So the question is, who are you rooted in? Where, where is your faith coming from? Is your, are your emotions and your faith, is, is that something that is rooted in what's around you or is it rooted in Jesus? And I think that we can relate to this so much as a Christian because Jesus prays for his disciples in John chapter 17, and it starts in verse 15. He's praying for his disciples, and what I think is so cool about this is that this group of guys, I love to read the Bible from trying to start from the beginning of a book to the end and not just chop it up because I see a group of guys that I can really relate to. And Jesus is praying to God, and he says, in, chapter, in verse 15, it says, My prayer is not that you will take them out of this world, talking about the disciples, 
Not that you'll take them out of this world, but that you will protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them, sanctify them by the truth, and your word is truth. So he says, sanctify them by truth, and he's saying the truth is in this word. Then he says, as you, as, uh, for them I sanctify, sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. And what he's saying is that there's going to be an obvious and clear distinction that if they're actually rooted in Jesus, that this world we should be maybe in, but not of this world. That there should be something that, that when people look at our lives, they look different because we have been transformed by Jesus. That's what's going to be this. That's what's going to be the telling tale. It's it's not even about how much you know about Jesus. It's about how much you've let Him transform your life. And this is what He's praying: is that will you, God, will you protect them from the evil one? He's praying that that, that we will be sanctified that we won't look the same. And, and, and that's what's cool about this prayer is that he's not just praying specifically to these disciples. This prayer applies to us too, is that we're going to be in this world, but he's praying that God will protect us and, and that we'll be separated, that we won't look like this world because I, I was having a conversation just the other day and they were just telling me about how they were discouraged, how they were a little scared about just all that's going on. And when I got to talk to her, I was just like, you know, I look into the world and, and I don't really get surprised because people who don't know Jesus are not going to act like they know Jesus. See, we know Jesus, therefore he has transformed our lives and we look different and we act different. And so when we look into the world and we see chaos and we see things that are, we see struggles and temptations, we know Jesus, therefore we're not going to look like the world. And that's what he's praying is that his disciples would be protected because this world, there's going to be a lot of chaos. And I want to flip over just a couple of chapters. Jesus has prayed for his disciples. He's saying, protect them. And I, one thing that I, one of the words that I love that describes Jesus is just the Prince of Peace. And so what happens in chapter 21, which is, one that's really, it's a really cool piece of scripture because, again, I feel like I can relate to it. It's chapter 20, I'm sorry. Because these group of guys have seen Jesus, hung out with Jesus, and he's told them that he's going to have to go to the cross. He's going to have to die a sinner's death. He's going to give up his life so that we can live, that we can have freedom. And this whole time, these disciples are pretty bought in, and then towards the end, they kind of start to flake. And what happens is, is a couple days after Jesus has been crucified on the cross, three days later, they're, they're kind of going on three days, and they're, Jesus said something about coming back around this time, but honestly, we're really close to being the next ones to be executed. We're the next ones to be killed. And I feel like I can relate to this piece of Scripture because it's a group of guys that are in this room, and they've got the door locked. And they've just been huddled up in this room. And I feel like that's a lot of us today is that we feel like we've just been spending a lot of time at home. We're a little bit scared, a little bit worried. We're not really sure what's going to happen next. And this is what it says. It says, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for the fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. After, after, he, after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. 
Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. See, this part of scripture is this, these guys that are, they're scared, they're worried. And I feel like one of the most accurate descriptions of Jesus is that he is the Prince of Peace. That he is the Prince of Peace in every area of our lives. If you read the Bible, you see this phrase that comes over more and more. Every time you seem to pick it up, it'll say something like, do not fear, do not worry, do not fear, do not worry. And it seems like you just read that constantly throughout Scripture. And I started thinking, why would the Bible include that time and time and time again? Like, like I think I understand, do not worry, do not fear. Well, I think that it's in there so many times is because they almost know that we won't get it. This is going to be something that we have to really like fight our flesh of that, man, I cannot worry, I cannot fear. Because if Jesus is the Prince of Peace, it doesn't matter how much chaos, doesn't matter how many temptations are in this world and how it seems like the world is just falling apart. We know the Prince of Peace. That's what we can rest in if we are believers today, that we know the Prince of Peace. That this world can be chaotic, that our families, it seems like that might be falling apart in some areas, that we've got our job that we have to worry about. We've got family, friends. But you know, we... We know the Prince of Peace, and we can rely on that. We can sit in that. And you might be wondering, you know, well, why can't we be fearful? The Bible says that I shouldn't be, that, that don't, don't be worried, don't be fearful. And like, why, why would that be a thing? It's because we know the Prince of Peace. And like I said, in the midst of chaos, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He said we can look into this world, we can turn on the news, we can just... Look around us now, it's pretty relevant, it's pretty close to home now that, yeah, this, this world is pretty chaotic. But you know what? We can have peace because we know peace. We can have peace because we know peace, and peace is in the name of Jesus Christ. This is what happens is that as believers, we have to be firm in that. We have to have our roots set in that we know the Prince of Peace. So no matter how, how chaotic things get, like, a, like the first scripture said is that Jesus is almost calling us to be set apart because we belong to the body. We belong to this kingdom, the kingdom that sits under the Prince of Peace. So this world may be, may be chaotic, but we know the Prince of Peace. That's why we get to have peace. So our emotions, they're not rooted in this world that seems to say one thing today and tomorrow it says something else. Or it's like our emotions that kind of want to go up and down. No, our emotions and our faith are rooted in Jesus Christ because we know one thing is that Jesus is the Prince of Peace and he always has been. He always will be. That's something that we can put our anchor into and know that that can be firm in our life. To kind of finish up my flooring story, what we got the privilege of doing is we got to redo the floors, like I said. And what we kind of realized is that, you know, it takes a lot of energy, takes a lot of your back hurting, takes a lot of moving furniture, all this to go into what it means to actually redo the floor. And I started to realize that, you know, between all of that and on the, one of the first days that, that we started, I remember we had the news on and it was like, between all of the chaos and all of the stress and all the tiredness and all of our muscles being tired, backs being hurt, that, you know, 
with even the news on, it just seemed like there was just this chaos. And I'll admit, I felt like I wasn't the most patient person. I wasn't the most understanding. And I, I think it'd be pretty fair to say that we didn't get a lot done. That it was something that took a long time, a lot longer than we thought it would, because it just seemed like we would just almost bicker back and forth. And man, there was just this chaos. And I thought the next day I was like, you know, there's got to be a better way to do this. There's got to be a better way to redo these floors. I know it stinks that we're having to do them over again, but there's got to be another way to do it. And so what we did is I cut off the TV, I cut off the, cut off the news, and I started playing some worship music as we begin to work the next day. And it was almost crazy how the atmosphere in our house just began to change, that it wasn't this sense of just chaos and what's going on in the world and how crazy life is and my back hurts and we're stressed out. And when you start just plugging in and worshiping to the Prince of Peace, you start to know peace, you start to feel peace. And I feel like in our, in our, even in our house, that I started to feel, like I said, the atmosphere almost start to change a little bit where I had more patience, I had more understanding, I had more time with my brothers and my dad. And I, I just had this, I finally had time to just actually appreciate, you know what, we're actually going to do something as a family and this is going to be a lot of hard work, but it's going to pay off. And I think that we can even see just in a small example like that, that Jesus is the Prince of Peace in every area of our life. Lots of times we think of peace, we think of, well, what's the opposite of peace? Maybe that's war, maybe it's something like that. And what we get to know as believers is that Jesus is the Prince of Peace in every area of our life. It doesn't matter if we look into this world and chaos is going on, around, going on all around us. We know that, you know, people who don't know Jesus are not going to act like they know Jesus. There will be chaos. There will be struggle. There will be temptation. There will be injustice. But we look to the Prince of Peace. That's what the message is here today, that we know the Prince of Peace. And one thing I think is really cool about Jesus is that he came to this earth and he wasn't, he wasn't like a nurse. He wasn't a, a social worker or somebody like that or teacher, someone who you figure would have a lot of patience, a lot of, you know, those, those occupations usually have a lot of, uh, do a lot of peace work almost. They, a lot of uh, getting people together and, and just laying, like they're the peace, the peacemakers in every situation. Jesus was a carpenter. And just from my experience this past week, it seems like when my muscles are tired and my back hurts and it feels like my, my, my fuse is getting short, you know, Jesus completely relates to that, that he was somebody who worked very, very hard throughout the day and that he was known as the Prince of Peace. I feel like that is almost a miracle in itself because I know myself, me as a human, I feel like whenever I get tired, I, that's not me. They don't nickname me the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace and he worked a job that I mean, he wasn't, just, he wasn't just a carpenter. He was the savior of the world. And we know that, you know, we might say in, current, in the current climate that maybe one day things will be normal or are things ever going to go back to what we call normal? Well, the thing is, is that we know the Prince of Peace and that hasn't changed. So if you're a believer today, that's the message, is that while this world continues to change, we look towards something that is firm. We look forward to, we look, we look to someone who has not changed, who never will change. That is the message that Jesus was fully God and that he was fully man. He came to die for our sins. That while we were once, while we were once sinners, Christ died for us. See, and that's what the message needs to be going out is that Jesus says he, he prays for his disciples as they go into the world. And that's us. 
this world that we're called to be set apart from, that we're not supposed to look like, that Jesus has transformed our lives so we no longer look like the world. This is what it says is that, you know, Jesus is the Prince of Peace, that Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is the answer to the chaos problem. That we can look towards all kinds of government, and we can look up, we can keep looking up, up, up. The thing is, is that peace only comes from Jesus. That's what we rest on. He is the Prince of Peace. So when the Bible says, do not worry, do not fear, that's what it means by that, is that we know Jesus, therefore we don't have to worry, we don't have to fear. So we can get stressed out about what's going on in the world right now. It's not really going to do any good. You know, what we need to do is we need to link arms with those people who don't know Jesus, who don't know the Prince of Peace. We lock arms with those people. And as we walk forward, again, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is the answer to this chaos problem. And the good part about this is that this Prince of Peace that we know is that he offers salvation. And this salvation that he offers us, we get to go to heaven one day. And the best part about it is that this peace that we have, chaos, struggle, and temptation, it doesn't have a ticket to get in. This heaven that we're looking forward to one day is something that we're all really excited about. And I heard a quote, and then I'm going to end it with this. is A new believer gets excited about knowing that he gets to go to heaven one day. But after you've been around the block a couple of times, you start to understand that You don't get excited about going to heaven. You get excited about going to heaven because Jesus is there. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. There's no reason to worry. There's no reason to fear. Church might look different. This world might look different. It might look chaotic. But Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and that's never changed. We can rest assured in that going forward. Even, like I said, as things change, as things look different, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Hope you all have a good week. Go in peace and love to serve the Lord. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. Help us spread the word by rating and sharing this podcast.